2: Greater Boston. I don't know what's so great about it. They got those cheese robots everywhere. And the uh, Red Line is a town I've heard. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, my, uh, my city bus is going to be a uh, university. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, crap, we're recording.
3: This week, Forgive Redline Part 1, a Greater Boston and Forgive Me podcast crossover event. Forgive, verb. stop
4: acting angry or resentful towards someone for an offense or mistake. Forgive.
1: Forgive.
2: Forgive. Forgive. Greater Boston.
4: This is Chuck Octagon, reporting for The Underground.
1: And I'm Nicole Fonzarelli. We're live from Andrew Station, where Redline Mayor Emily Bespin is about to engage in a ribbon ceremony for Redline's first... train... church.
4: That's right, Nicole. It's a real holy roller. <sighs> Chuck. As with most events in Bespin's Red Line, there are currently a contingent of displaced Red Linians protesting their unfair banishment from the city, especially with regards to their inability to enter this new church.
1: As you'll see behind us, there's a barrier of the mayor's cheese robots preventing them from entry.
4: But that's not all. St. Ethan's will not only feature the world's first highly exclusive Roman place of worship, but also the first automated confessional booth, outfitted with a legion assistant, officially ordained and ready to wipe your sins clean. In less than two minutes, no matter how serious they might be. Uh, excuse me, do you, do you mean to say that the confessional is automated? Uh, uh, we, we are reporting live on TV and radio, my good sir. Please keep your questions to yourself.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not from here, and this whole train city thing has me a little disoriented. As does this church. <laughs>
1: yes, it is a bit odd. Just like someone walking right into your work and asking inappropriate questions. Right? Oh,
2: that is my job, actually. Or, a uh, part of it. See, I'm a priest in a little town called... Uh, look,
4: New- there's Mallory! Mallory! This guy needs some help understanding how a train city works? That's Mallory. She'll help you out. Just don't be a jerk. Or too big of a jerk. Sorry, Your Holiness. Uh, we got work to do. Your Holiness? It's just the Pope. And here comes Mayor Bessman herself, with a traditional giant set of scissors to do the cutting for Redline's brand new God on Wheels.
5: My dear Redlinians, today marks a proud occasion, one I hope you show your ever-increasing thanks for. For today marks the occasion that we bring God to Redline, which it so desperately needs. Now, some in the gossip rags have dared to ask if me and my hallowed, humble honey roll, Ethan, and I are actually Catholic. To which I say, there is a St. Emily, isn't there? But obviously, we couldn't name the cathedral St. Emily, although that was an original draft. The patron saint of single women? That's, I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yes, right. <laughs> all the unmarried women. All
6: the unmarried women. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it.
5: No, but there, there is a ring on it. I have a ring right here. It's a, it's a big one. Did you miss it?
6: No, but it's like this song.
5: I have never managed to get past that one insipid line. Anyway, I'm proud to present you with St. Ethan's, Redline's first Catholic cathedral. Here for you to scrub your dirty deeds away thanks to Legion and a solid investment from yours truly. You know what they say, cleanliness is next to godliness, and nothing cleans like money, which is a lesson you could all stand to learn. Step into our state-of-the-art sin scrubber and tell Legion your disgusting little secrets. Then step out and embrace your penance, the sanctifying power of a hard day's work for just enough compensation to keep you coming back for more. You're welcome. Kavlin, the scissors. What? What What did you... You said the scissors. Hand me the scissors. Hand them to me. Sure, here you go,
6: you girl boss queen you.
5: I meant before. When you... I am the mayor. The mayor is supposed to cut. Sorry. Tie it back together so I can cut it again.
6: But they're kind of already going inside. So
5: Hi. And with that, St. Ethan's is open here at Andrew Station. Andrew, named for one of Christ's apostles, brother of Mr. Simon Peter himself. A guy so good they
0: gave him two names. St. Ethan. Know what St. Ethan is patron saint of?
2: I don't, actually.
0: Fuck ups. For real. Technically, it's goofs, like funny mistakes. But nobody says goofs unless you're some shitting-in-a-diaper-grandpa old fart, so fuck-up sounds funnier, you know?
2: Uh, sure.
0: I'm Mallory. Chucko said you needed some train intel?
2: Oh, yeah. You... you two know each other?
0: Sure, we're tight. I give him solid interviews. He fed my pets when I burned my back with beans.
2: Right. Well, I'm Ben. A priest from a small central New York town. I heard about this new church and had to see it for myself. Oh, it looks like they're letting people in. But what's with that crowd of people on the side?
0: My guess? They're not residents and they can't afford the parole pass.
2: What's a parole pass?
0: We used to have Charlie cards. You know, Charlie on the MTA. About 3 bucks a ride, which don't get me wrong, that's already way too much. But now that our honorable mayor Shitheel is in charge, you need to fork over a fuck ton of cash just to enter Red Line as a passenger. The only entrance are residents and VIPs.
2: The church doesn't have VIPs.
0: <laughs> right.
2: Oh, is this the part where you tell me about the rooms made of gold in the Vatican? That's
0: the least of what I can say and you know it.
2: Let me rephrase. The church isn't supposed to have VIPs. Everyone is welcome.
0: So what are you going to do about it?
2: Me? I don't live here. I mean, I'm kind of on vacation.
0: If anyone is a hearer of a word and not a fucking doer, he's like a man who stares the fuck out of his own face in a mirror because he looks up and down at his own dumbass face but walks away and flat out fucking forgets what he saw. I'm paraphrasing, but...
2: The Epistle of James.
0: Sure, maybe. I don't have it memorized.
2: Just like that one?
0: It's better than most.
2: Sure. Okay. Vacation over. You joining me?
0: Fuck no. I step in there, and the train might catch fire.
2: Don't sell yourself short.
0: Is that a height joke?
2: Never. You're a goliath in hiding.
0: Fucking A. And you seem alright, though, for what you are. I may check back later. Best of luck inside the patron state of fuck-ups, Padre. Excuse me? Kinda in the middle of something here.
2: I know, and I wouldn't interrupt if it wasn't important, but I'm hoping I could have a word with the bishop before everything gets rolling. Well, not rolling i promise i didn't intend the train pun though now that i think about it i guess the point actually is that i'd like to have a chat with the bishop literally before the train starts rolling what bishop is the bishop not here for the opening of the cathedral that's surprising but the priest then i just need to have a brief chat clergy to clergy there's no
5: need for a priest We've got a top-of-the-line Legion assistant all set up, ordained, and ready to take confessions and grant absolution. Who
2: on earth ordained a computer?
5: I did. I glued the cross on myself.
6: Actually, I was the one who, you know...
5: I had Kaplan glue the cross on myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure.
2: That's not how ordination works. But I'm starting to find it less surprising that you've got an inflatable wiggler steeple.
5: That's a safety precaution. If it weren't inflatable, it'd get knocked off in the tunnels. But anyway, the confessional's all good and ready for its first user. Go on, Kavlin, you're up. Oh, but I'm not Catholic.
6: You are today. I am? Huh, I had no idea. (laughs) Boy, every day sure is full of surprises, isn't it?
2: Why are people on the platform chanting, let us confess? Why wouldn't they be allowed to confess?
5: Oh, them? They're criminals.
2: Confession is usually encouraged for criminals.
6: Now what do I do? Oh, right. I posted a sign with instructions. (laughs) Well, that's helpful. Let's see. Step one. Activate the device by saying the wake phrase, Bless me, Father Legion, for I have sinned.
7: What would you like to confess today?
6: Oh, it works. Okay. Um, hmm. I guess. Hmm. I guess I should confess that I messed up at work today.
7: I'm sorry to hear that. Can you tell me more about messed up at work today?
6: Well, we were holding a grand opening ceremony for the first cathedral in Redline. And there was a ribbon-cutting ceremony, and my job was to hold the scissors. But I thought I was supposed to cut the ribbon too, so I did. But... I guess I was just supposed to hand the scissors to the mayor so she could cut the ribbon. And I guess she was really looking forward to it, but she seemed really disappointed. Now I feel bad that I ruined her special day.
7: I'm sorry to hear that. Can you tell me more about ruined her special day?
6: Well, I think that's it, really.
7: Thank you for your confession. You have made a valuable contribution to Redline Citizen Database. For your sins, you will say ten Hail Marys.
6: Oh, okay. Hail Mary, 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 Hail Mary. Mary, Huh. Is that all?
7: You are hereby absolved of all sin. Have a nice day.
6: Wow, that's awesome. Thank you.
8: Bless me, Father Legion, for I have sinned.
7: What would you like to confess today? No questions. I'm sorry to hear that. Can you tell me more about no questions? No questions. I'm sorry. I don't think I understood. Truck truck. Yes, truck. Can you tell me more about truck? No questions. Truck. 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 That is a question. No questions. No questions. Good. Would you like me to disable all functionality related to questions? No questions. Acknowledged. question related functionality has been disabled thank you for your confession you've made a valuable contribution to redline citizen database you are absolved of all sin
8: this this was not helpful
9: bless me father legion for i have sinned confess whoa what the shit
7: no questions what No questions.
9: What kind of bullshit is this? I came here for answers. This ain't gonna work if I can't ask no questions.
7: Confess.
9: Fuck you! You confess, you piece of shit! Truck! Ugh! Hey, lady. That robo-priest of yours ain't working. What? Of course it's working. It's Legion. Legion of junk, maybe. It just keeps saying, I can't ask no questions, and yelling truck at me. What the hell is that? Truck? Truck! Truck! Yeah, truck. You right? What the fuck? Well, that's no good. Yeah, I fucking know it ain't good. That's
5: why I'm fucking telling you. It's the grand opening. It'll ruin the whole event if we can't take confessions.
2: I can take confessions.
5: Who the hell are you?
2: Father Ben. Visiting priest. Legitimately ordained visiting priest. I'd be happy to step in.
5: Oh, well, good. Let's let's do that then.
2: Conditionally. Fuck. Condition one. Stop swearing at me.
5: Fine, whatever.
2: Condition two. No one gets excluded. What? The so-called criminals. I'm taking their confessions.
5: But they're banished.
2: Not from the church, they aren't.
5: Ugh, why?
2: Look, do you want a priest or not?
5: Ugh, just hold me hostage, why don't you? Fine. Have it your way, you f- Flipping terrorist?
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to say calling me terrorist counts as a swear. Oh, and anyone who tried confessing to the computer has a do-over. I'll be in the confessional. And don't even think of going back on your word while I'm not looking. I've already spoken to that news crew over there once, and I'd be happy to do so again. You can go ahead and send the first parishioner in.
9: Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been about, uh, 15 minutes since my last confession.
2: You mean when you were talking with that computer? I think you can safely take a mulligan on that one. How long has it been since your last confession before that?
9: Seven days.
2: Last Sunday. So you're a regular churchgoer.
9: Every week. I ain't miss a Sunday mass since I had the chicken pox in third grade. Stupid pox. I could have had a perfect record.
2: (laughs) Well, I think God understands that perfect attendance isn't the most important goal. What would you like to confess?
9: Well, first off, I used some profane language when I was talking to the holy computer. Mm.
2: Okay, let me just say, and I cannot stress this enough, the computer is absolutely not holy. It's just a computer and really shouldn't have been treated as a divine intermediary in the first place. Whatever language you used for it may have been profane in its own right, but directing it at the computer specifically was no better or worse than swearing at any other inanimate object.
9: Ah, huh, but it was wearing a cross.
2: It was decorated with a cross. Anything can be decorated with a cross that doesn't automatically make it holy.
9: If you say so, Father. Also, I've been having lustful thoughts about a gay married Jewish mailman.
2: Oh, Okay... So I'm not entirely sure which part of that you're concerned about, but the most important thing here is that, for a variety of reasons, this person probably wouldn't welcome your advances, so you should respect his boundaries.
9: He's got a real cute butt, though.
2: (laughs) His butt's cuteness notwithstanding, it's his butt. And he may not appreciate being leered at.
9: Oh, I guess. I'll try, Father. So the last things about my friend, we've been going to church together these last few months and it's been really nice, you know, having a friend like that.
2: Oh, that's great to hear.
9: The problem is she's a pinko commie socialist. And yeah, I gotta be honest. I knew that from the start. I mean, the whole time we was trashing that Vicky Fair machine, she was going on and on and on about proletariat, this and that and all.
2: Wait. You vandalized a fair machine? And
9: I figure that's her business and all. I mean, she goes to church so she can't be one of those atheists, commie, pinko, socialists. She's probably still a good person, but that's where we get to the problem here. You know? See, I know she's been helping people, but, like, Mayor Bespin says we ain't supposed to be helping. She ain't told me. I just put two and two together and did the math. When she told me she was in one place, but then I seen her you know, up to something, someplace else. But then the comps came around asking for her, and I'm like, I I could have knocked on her, but I didn't. I stuck to the story she gave me. But now, like, there's something she don't want me to know, so it's kind of like I'm in her business where I don't belong, right? And I don't know if I'm lying by not telling her I know or if I'm just being respectful by not pressing on something she don't want to talk about, but honestly... If she's going to use me as an alibi, it's easier to lie if I don't know the truth in the first place. So maybe it's all for the best, how it is.
2: Okay. So I don't know what your friend is actually doing, and a lot of this really depends on the answer to that question. I mean, lying to the police is certainly a risky choice... Though I'll admit that there are times when lying is the lesser of two evils.
9: See, that's what I'm saying. It ain't lying if I don't know the truth.
2: Which is a technicality at best. But you're concerned that she's not being honest with you?
9: No, no, that ain't it. Honesty ain't always about telling the whole truth. We talk about honesty like it means we always gotta tell people everything about ourselves all the time, but that ain't honesty. Some things are just private. And keeping what's private, private, ain't dishonest. Look, I trust that she ain't doing anything bad. And if she don't want me to know, that's okay. That don't make her dishonest. Because it's none of my business in the first place. What's dishonest is me pretending like I don't know. Because whether or not I know is her business. I'm walking around carrying her secret and she don't even know it's exposed, you know?
2: So, she lied to you, and now you're worried that you're being dishonest with her by not letting on that you saw through her lie?
9: Yeah, now you get it.
2: Well, maybe you need to let her know what you know. She may even want you to know. It's rare that secrets stay secret forever, in part because carrying secrets can be a heavy weight. If she really didn't want you to know, she probably would have hidden the truth better in the first place. But if you want to respect her privacy, you can do that by just not asking her any questions about it. Either way, I don't think you need to feel bad. You didn't go intentionally snooping, and you haven't used what you know in any malicious way. So I think you should have a clean conscience here. I mean, apart from vandalizing that fare machine, which you definitely need to atone for.
9: Nah, that was fine. Like Jesus kicking over the money changers table in the temple. Sometimes you gotta kick over a table to lift up the work in class.
2: I'm not sure that's a good comparison.
9: Anyway, I gotta clear out so the next person can get in. You've been real helpful, Father. See you next week.
2: Oh, I won't actually be here next week.
8: Look, I'm only here because Vespin's making the whole team confess or whatever. But I ain't done no roids, I ain't never do no dope, I don't even drink for Christ's sake. You ain't making me piss in no cup
2: neither. Well, that won't be necessary. Are there any other sins you'd like to confess? Stealing? Uh, stole second
8: base two weeks ago against the Portland Porters. I think that's the okay kind of
2: stealing. Cheating? Cheat. Cheat. You calling me a cheetah, you... No, no. I'm just asking a question. <sighs> Lying? <laughs> you okay?
8: I, I... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I've been... I've been lying the whole time. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Hey, 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 it's okay. That's what you're here for. Okay.
2: Deep breaths, buddy. In. Out. In. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. It happens more often than you'd think. You okay to talk about it?
8: Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... It's actually something that's been weighing pretty heavy on me. Especially since I got signed to the Goats. See, my mother... Sweet, sweet Loretta. Wonderful woman, bless her soul. Ever since I got signed, she keeps saying, There you go, Stanny boy. Just a couple of years and you'll be on to...
2: It's okay. Take your time.
8: On to... Your favorite team. The Red Sox. Oh, I see.
2: You're not a Red Sox fan?
8: No. Never have been. Can't say when's exactly it started. But ever since I was a boy, I knew. Deep down, I knew. I'm a Yankees fan! And... And I've been lying to her the whole time. I feel awful. I feel downright rotten. How could I lie to my own mother? (laughs)
2: It's okay. It happens to the best of us. Look, I'm not usually one for ranking the Ten Commandments, but honoring thy mother and father is technically on the list before bearing false witness. Is this something you could talk to her about?
8: And give sweet Loretta a heart attack? No, sir. Ain't thou shalt not kill on the list, too?
2: Yeah, it's pretty high up there. And I can tell you love your mother very much. Here's what I want you to do for penance. The next time you watch a Red Sox game with Loretta, I want you to imagine that when you're rooting for the Red Sox, you're actually rooting for your mom to have a good time. You're not actually rooting for the Red Sox to win. You're rooting for Loretta to win. Do you think you can do that? (laughs)
8: Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I thinks I can. And when you do eventually get drafted by the Yankees... If. When. Your mother will hopefully be there to cheer for you, just like you were cheering for her.
8: Thank you, Fada.
2: But, uh, real quick. Between you and me... Oh, sorry, I'm a Los Angeles Angels fan. I have been ever since that movie with Christopher Lloyd and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and... Ugh, don't even get me started on the performance by Tony Danza.
8: Yeah, yeah. Angels in the outfield. Coach is always going on about it. Well, thanks again, Fada. Anytime.
2: It's you again. How nice of you to join me on this communal commute. How long has it been since your last confession?
1: (laughs) Ooh, uh, longer than I can count, Father, but that's not why I'm here today.
2: Oh? What can I do for you then, Miss...
1: Fonzarelli. Nicole Fonzarelli.
2: Wait, like THE Fonz? As in Arthur Herbert Fonzarelli? No relation. I should hope not. He's a fictional character, after all.
1: Who's to say we aren't all fictional characters, in our own way?
2: You know... I guess I've never thought of it that way. But you might be right. I often am. So what can I do for you, Miss Fonzarelli?
1: Nicole is fine. I'm here with the Underground, a news station local to Redline.
2: Of course. Where's your partner that you were off with earlier? Oh, Chucko. He's off
1: chasing the mayor for more B-roll on this absolute disaster. But I thought I'd swing by and get your perspective on this whole thing.
2: It's so different here, isn't it? pretty wild to think that so many people have chosen to live a life of constant motion. Gives me a bit of vertigo if I think about it for too long, if I'm being honest. So? What do you think? It's... more state-of-the-art than I typically expect from the Catholic Church. But I suppose it's good for us to be always looking toward the future.
1: (laughs) That's one way to describe this Legion monstrosity. So, Father, where do you usually preach?
2: Oh, you probably haven't heard of it. I'm in a small town in central New York, just outside of Binghamton.
1: No shit, tell me you're not talking about St. Patrick's.
2: You've been there?
1: Took care of all your typical sacraments there. First Communion, Confession, Confirmation, etc. Gosh, I haven't thought about that place in literal years. The last time I was in a church was probably to sit across the screen from Father Clem. That old German kook, is he still there?
2: (laughs) He certainly is. And of course, Nicole! I don't know why I didn't put two and two together straight away. Your parents are so proud of you. (laughs) Tell me about it.
1: Well, the next time you see Clem, you tell him hello from his littlest Fonzie, will you? He's always had a soft spot for me.
2: I'd be happy to. Is there anything else I can do for you? For your story?
1: I'm just... I'm kind of surprised to see you endorsing this place, if I'm being honest. I know the church has its blemishes, but the thing I loved about St. Pat's was the community spirit that you got from taking part in it, you know?
2: Just because I'm providing a service to the people of Redline doesn't mean I'm tacitly agreeing with the way things are run down here. Almost everyone that I have met today has been nothing but kind, so why should I prevent any of them from receiving the absolution they deserve? You're right. These folks? They're kind, barring some pretty noteworthy exceptions.
1: And no, I wouldn't ever tell you to stop doing your job, since it's something you're so passionate about. But, I want you to ask yourself, what becomes of those people once they lose you? A real flesh-and-blood human type. Do you honestly think they'll be getting what they deserve once the robot's back up and running?
2: St. Ethan's is certainly more... transactional than I would prefer it to be. But I'm not so daft as to say there's no precedence for this specific brand of Catholic-themed capitalism. But, if you grew up going to St. Pat's, Nicole, you know as well as I do that every church community has quite a lot more to it than playing the part of a cog in the greater machine of organized religion.
1: Well, that's the rub, isn't it? I know you're not from around here, hell, neither am I, but Bespin's Redline? It's not a place I can see putting together any charitable fundraisers for the people of this city, if you catch my drift.
2: I think you might be surprised what a place like this can bring out in people, Nicole. Sure, the intent behind its creation may not be exactly pure, but it's got a habit of attracting the kind of folks who find a way to do whatever small bits of good they can for each other. Questionably ordained Legion assistant or not, I think that this place has a chance to be a real force for change in this city.
1: I hope you're right, Father. But I can't say I've got much faith in anything created by the Bespin family.
2: Just give it time. You might be surprised to see what it becomes once it's out of their hands. And if you're ever back home visiting your folks, why don't you stop by the old stomping grounds?
1: I don't know, Father. I don't really practice anymore.
2: Just think about it. I'm sure Clem would be thrilled to see the return of the (laughs) Fawns.
1: We'll see, Father. We'll see.
0: What's up, Father Big Ben? Holding down the fucking fort?
2: Mallory, you're inside... And we're not on fire.
0: Blasphemy works in mysterious ways.
2: Speaking of blasphemy, could you maybe be mindful of your language?
0: What the fuck are you talking about?
2: That. I'm talking about that. Your colorful metaphors.
0: Sorry, Padre. You didn't strike me as a prude. I'm not. I took you for, like, the hip young priest trying to blend in with the youth.
2: I'm definitely not that, either.
0: I know. It was a joke. Here, I brought you tea.
2: That's thoughtful of you.
0: You seemed like a tea guy, and this place is rough. Boston has weirdos up the... uh, Caboose. Redline is all caboose.
2: It has been interesting, but I'm accustomed to weird. Sure you are. One of my last parishioners spoke to me about his jealousy concerning his wife's relationship with their pet pig.
0: No way. Pet pig? Gotta say, I'm team wife over here.
2: You're a big animal lover, aren't you?
0: Understatement of the year.
2: Where does that come from, do you think?
0: No, no. You're not doing that to me. This is just regular old train church with pews and shit. We're not in a confessional, and I'm not opening myself up to get my head shrunk by the Lord.
2: Fair enough. But something keeps bringing you back here.
0: I feel sorry for you, that's all. You're stepping into a red-hot, sinful pain train. And I pick up on creep vibes, and I get none for you. So congratulations. As far as priests go, you're cool, Padre Prude.
2: I appreciate that even if I don't entirely believe it.
0: Call me a liar?
2: It's more that I'm not entirely sure I buy that you think I'm cool.
0: You forgot the as-far-as-priests-go part.
2: Got it. Am I in your top five?
0: Priests? Top three. Nice. I think there's only three, though. And one of them-
2: Don't- Please, don't remind me.
0: Yeah, this is Boston, after all.
2: You were raised Catholic.
0: Mm, more like someone attempted to raise me Catholic.
2: And enough of it took for you to paraphrase a profane version of the epistle of James.
0: Are you doing what I told you not to do?
2: I'm not perfect, but I know people, and I know that a foul-mouthed but smart young woman wouldn't be spending her time hanging out with an out-of-town priest if there wasn't something on her mind.
0: You're right, I shouldn't be.
2: Oh, Mallory you know why I
0: like animals because they're so fucking lost and helpless and that makes them innocent. I like letting them know someone gives a shit. Someone is looking out for them. I sized you up instantly. You're a lost little animal who doesn't know his frock from his collar. But if an animal bites when they're warned not to, they go back into the wild. Enjoy your redline ride, Padre Prude.
2: Wait. If. If. And when. You're ready to talk about anything. We can just talk doesn't have to be here. It doesn't have to be about anything specific. Thanks for caring for wild and innocent things. I'd like to think that we're the same that way.
0: The only reason I haven't left yet is because we're pulling into the station.
2: This sort of thing must happen here often.
0: I wouldn't know. I don't hang out in Redline much anymore since it's gone to hell. That's my cue.
4: This is Chuck Oction and my beloved co-host, Nicole Fonzarelli, for The Underground.
1: And we're coming to you live from St. Ethan's Church on Red line as new parishioners line the car to unburden their souls. <clears throat> well, actually,
5: it's a cathedral. If you turgid pests must be here to document my
1: special day, the least you can do is get your descriptions right. Yes, we heard the official name, but aren't cathedrals usually, like, huge, beautiful buildings with tons of stained glass and... High vaulted ceilings? We have a steeple!
4: I hate to defend our darling mayor, but she is right, Nicole. Cathedral. Definition. A church that is the official seat of a diocesan bishop. As Red Line is no longer part of the Greater Boston Diocese, St. Ethan's technically has every right to be considered a cathedral. So, despite the fact that it has none of the landmark architecture one would typically associate with a building as magnificent as, say, the Cathedral of the Holy Cross, this train car counts on a technicality, anyway.
5: Why would they need all that when we've got the first, legally ordained Legion assistant ready to absolve Redlinian sins in moments flat? Ah uh, yes, your fancy new gadget that broke in
1: record time.
5: A simple glitch that I know my marshmallow marzipan honey-soaked baklava boo-boo hot cross bun Ethan will be able to fix ASAP. Now. If I could just direct you to the other side of the car, you'll see that we actually do have some rather spectacular stained glass windows, if you just know what you're looking for.
1: At least you had the other priest on hand to sub in when you most needed this, or this opening would have been an unmitigated disaster, huh, best man?
4: That's right. You heard it here from the mayor herself, folks. St. Ethan's is an unmitigated disaster. Stay tuned after this message from our sponsors as we speak to some of the people that Mrs. Bestman would rather not be on this one-way ride to absolution.
5: Now hold on a minute. Don't you go putting words in my mouth.
3: greater boston is created by alexander danner and jeff van Driesen, with help from th ponders bob ramunda and jordan stillman recording and technical assistance from mark Harmon. portions of this episode were recorded at the bridge sound and stage in cambridge massachusetts with recording engineers javier lam and alex allenson forgive me is a rogue dialogue production created by jack marone and bob ramunda you can find multiple seasons of both forgive me and greater boston on your favorite podcast app this crossover special was written by Jeff Van Driesen, Alexander Danner, T.H. Ponders, Bob Rimunda, and Jordan Stillman, with story editing from Jack Marone. Dialogue editing by Bob Rimunda. Sound design by Alexander Danner. This episode featured Jeff Van Driesen as Chuck Octagon, Kristen DiMercurio as Nicole Fonzarelli, Casey Callahan as Father Ben, Sam Musher as Emily Bespin, Daisy Guevara as Cavlin, Joanna Bodnick as Mallory, Terrell Worrell Jr. as the Legion Assistant, Mike Linden as Guy, Tanya Milojevic as Wanda McIntosh, and Vinay P. Nariani as Fat Stanley B. With special appearance by Josh Rubino as Father Clem. Charlie on the MTA, Forgive Me theme Mashup created and performed by Adam Ramunda, Child Grove and Tosa Waltz recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Titi. The graphic design for this crossover series comes from Sam Twarty. You can support Greater Boston on Patreon at patreon.com/greaterboston. You can support Forgive Me on Patreon at www.patreon.com/roguedialog.
6: That's it. Okay, cool. <sighs> I can't, I can't talk. I can't talk.
1: Okay? Okay. I love you. Bye-bye.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
8: Whoa... Check out
9: this place. You'd love to retire here?
8: What is this? Oh God, what have you done?
6: Ah! Spaceships. Season 2. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.